Hey friends, welcome back. Um, life for me finally feels like it's settling down other than a unbelievable breaking pain in my right side, um, which uh, thankfully is hopefully getting better um, and not worse, but my hypochondriac brain always likes to imagine the absolute very, very worst. But um, nonetheless, this is all stemming to the crazy adventure where uh, my dogs decided to get in a tussle with a porcupine. Yeah, talk about a true life horror movie. Um, all is well, all is fine, other than this unbelievable aching side. Um, so if I say anything that's absolutely ridiculous um, and doesn't make a whole lot of sense, I'm just going to apologize right here and now. Um, that's totally thanks to the muscle relaxants um, that are just basically helping me cope. So um, yeah, anyways, even though through all of that adventure on that horrible, uh, horrible day with a lovely porcupine and my uh, my lovely two dogs, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that they are the larger um, of the, uh, the dog breeds. But anyways, enough about them. Let's talk about the movie that still got my ass out of this house, even given everything, had someone kind of babysitting my dog for the two hours. So without further ado... That's a classic right there. What does I Got Five on it mean? It's about drugs. It's not about drugs, it's a dope song. Don't do drugs. Get in rhythm. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I can't believe how big they've got. Did you hear Gabe got a boat? Daddy. <laughs> He's kidding, right? He's not kidding. Hey, I think it's vodka clock. Oh, yeah. Where's Jason? Jason? Jason! Where were you? I didn't know if you were lost. Stick with me, and I'll keep you There's a family in our driveway. It's probably the neighbors. But y'all scared of a family? Hi, can I help you? Zora, put your shoes on. If you want to get crazy, we can get crazy. Exactly like us. They think like us. They know where we are. We need to move and keep moving. They won't stop until they kill us. And we kill them.
There is just something about that music. I don't know what it is. It just gets under my skin. It just, yeah, gives you goosebumps. It's just so eerie. That's right, guys. We're talking about Jordan Peele's new one, Us. Um, It couldn't keep me away. That's right. No uh, amount of quills in my poor dog's face could stop me. Um, You know, of course, he was attended with medical attention by professionals. But, um, you know, basically, I needed a very pleasant distraction. And in talk about one hell of a pleasant distraction, um, I was very happy to be sitting in the theater watching this one. Um, Yeah. Uh, Jordan Peele's back, guys, and I gotta say, in a big way. Um, so uh, his film, of course, stars. Uh, I hope I pronounced this right. I always say it wrong. Luipta uh, Nuango, uh, Winston Duke, uh, Shidhadi Wright, uh, Joseph, and Evan Alex, Elizabeth Moff, Tim Hedecker. Um, boom! You guys all nailed it. I, you know, this movie, from what I saw in the preview and what I walked out of the theater, not the same film that I was expecting. And I loved this movie so much more for it. I mean, there's definitely a couple of loopholes and we'll get into where things kind of fell apart for me and where things, you know, would pick back up. <clears throat> but essentially, once this project was announced February 2018, you know, and the cast started coming in, I was sold, especially um, Lou... <laughs> Oh, this is embarrassing. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o, um, when she joined the cast, um, and you know, basically watching Jason Bloom sign on board, I knew we were in for a treat. Um, so it was just essentially just waiting for the release. Um, you know, which essentially came uh, just came past as of March twenty second. So. Boom. I was sold. I was in. Had to be there. So um, essentially, I mean, we start in 1986 to see this very young Adelaide Thomas, um, you know, and essentially she's going to the beach on vacation. But of course, we open to this weird scene of Hands Across America, which if you guys, I did a little research after, found it, this was actually a failed, you know, um, attempt. People, you know, wanted to raise 50 million, I guess, and this only raised about 16 in the grand scheme of things isn't very much so um essentially you know everyone got a t-shirt and all held hands and it was a really big thing in america at the time to basically call people's attention to hunger um and you know just poverty and whatnot and failed but anyways getting back into it we see our young adelaide thomas is going to the beach with her family you know of course the usual family hijinks along the way where she, you know, basically kind of decides to separate from her parents and sort of wanders into this fun house hall of mirrors. Now, basically in this point, that's when we start, she starts whistling itsy bitsy spider. She can tell she's scared. Power's going out. And all of a sudden she runs into a doppelganger herself and it kind of like cuts away. And essentially, you know, we're reunited with her parents and to find out that she's traumatized and unable to talk about her experience. So um, from what the therapist says, PTSD from that one hour being separated. So that's all we know as the viewer. And we are cut to present day to see a grown-up Adelaide with her family heading out to that same beach, that same beach house. And, you know, just being a typical family in the car. So um, once we get there, we find out that um, essentially Adelaide's husband, Gage, or sorry, Gabe, 
by Stephen King um, fandom coming out. Um, Gabe wants to take himself, you know, her and the kids as Zora and Jason to the beach to meet with the uh, mutual friends, the Tylers, who gotta love Jordan Peele here. This is your stereotypical white-ass family. Um, and I just fucking loved it. Um, but essentially, you know, they end up going to meet them. We kind of get, you know, some development of the characters, who we're going to be seeing here. And this is when Jason separates from the group. And our first kind of hint is to something bizarre is going on. We see a guy standing with his hand bloody. And um, at this point, you know, Adelaide kind of gives Jason a little lecture. Adelaide then discloses to Gabe about how she feels about what's going on essentially a little bit about her past all the fears she's facing and just that there's these weird coincidences Gabe being our comic relief kind of laughs it off and lo and behold this is when the shit hits the fucking fan our four people dressed in our red jumpsuits appear standing outside the house um and is brought to their attention of course um by Jason there's people outside the house Gabe, of course, goes out to confront them, blah, blah, blah. We see that lovely, iconic scene from the trailer um, <clears throat> and find out that, you know, what they're going to do isn't going to work. The family then basically, you know, con confines the family within the house and we have our show off, our meeting. And the family members literally sit across from each other, which gotta love that Jordan well done so Adelaide's double um basically better known as Red um basically reveals who they are kind of a little bit of what's going on and that they are part of a larger group known as the Tethered um of course the family you know is separated at this point because Red seems to want to play with her food for lack of a better word and um essentially each one is separated and uh, essentially we see you know Gabe get dragged outside by Abraham um you know Jason takes Pluto to the closet um you know poor Zora is pursued and I mean pursued she's chased out of that freaking house and Adelaide is left remain chained to the table now I do want to point out there's you know no one else talks you kind of point out to the the other doppelgangers other than red but he <clears throat> pardon me even her voice itself is broken there's something there that's wrong so you know one of those one of those clues that's going to become important later and essentially as the uh, story plays on we we see you know a couple of near escapes um gabe and H abraham fight it out in the family boat which i gotta give um peel credit here thank you for bringing back the same fear and terror that i had the first time watching jaws um you know but this time instead of a shark we have a boat it was awesome um it was just perfect it's all about staging Jordan, you nailed it. You just nailed it. It was awesome. It was perfect. I can't say enough. I just I remember specifically sitting in the, sitting in the theater, seeing this boat go around, and just going, "Oh my god, all we're missing is done it, done it, done it, done it." But anyways, um, back at her, um, you know, essentially, Red hears um, Pluto, who has been trapped by Jason. He realizes that Pluto mirrors him exactly. So we don't really know what's going on there. Why that's the case? It might be because they're so young. There's still quite a connection between the two, and as you grow up, you lose that connection. Sorry, guys, unbelievably thirsty um, today, but um, I'm not really sure what's going on there, but this will come in um, very important later. So when Red hears Pluto banging, Adelaide kind of says, that one's yours. She then, well alone, manages to break away from the table and regroups the family outside on the boat. So this is when they decide to go down to the Tylers, who um, sadly get nixed shortly after um, when their doppelgangers arrive. And I remember kind of like thinking like, what the 
fuck. I just, I don't know. I did not expect to think everybody in the entire United States of America had a doppelganger. Um, and essentially that they were planning on killing them. So kills them. The, um, you know, Tyler or the, the Tylers are dead. And of course the, uh, Wilson show up at this point and, um, that's when they, you know, find out essentially that, uh, uh-uh, shit's not good. Um, you know, there's other doppelgangers. There's kind of this whole back and forth where, uh, Adelaide gets kidnapped and the kids kind of go in and you gotta love it. Cause it shows sort of the failure of technology at the same time. So, when the Tylers are killed, um, there's that part where the poor Mrs. Tyler calls out, gotta love um, Elizabeth Moss, I guess, Kitty Tyler. She calls out, you know, call the police. And what does their Alexa, you know, Google Home, whatever you want to call it, does, please, um, you know, fuck the police. So it just kind of goes to show, you know, technology will fail us. It was kind of a neat sort of tie-in and then at the same time made it really funny. So you gotta love Jordan Peele. Even these slight little things, they all have deeper meaning. Um, I think that's why I love his movies so much. You know, it just, to every, a lot of people in the theater watching, that was just a funny scene. But in reality, it's, it's all stemming back to the deeper meaning that he wants you to take away from this film. So tying back into the plot, we, um, you know, essentially we see this, they finally escape the, uh, Tyler, uh, doppelgangers, a couple gruesome murders, in fact, and, um, on this escape, they get in the car and realize on the next day on the boardwalk, it's their family car that's on fire and Pluto's blocking them. So this is when Jason's able to kind of do this weird mimic movement thing with Pluto. And like I said, it's going to become very important, backs him into the fire and Pluto, of course, is essentially destroyed um and in this point this is when red appears and abducts jason so adelaide returns to the funhouse um you know she is she is a mom looking for revenge she wants her kid back so basically we're looking at her into entering this the only thing i could refer to it is like industrial hell i mean at one point there's a fucking escalator and um Essentially, she, you know, remembers the secret tunnel through the Hall of Mirrors and eventually comes upon Red, um, who gives us the full story about the tethered, what they are, where they came from, their stories. Really confused by the bunnies at one point, but I realized, ah, cloning program. That's what you started with. And, you know, it makes sense that they would reproduce and that would be the only food that the poor tethered had to eat was raw bunny. Gross. Um... But essentially, um, you know, the government realized that you can clone people as much as you want, but you'll never clone a soul. And this is where the project failed. So they left all of their doubles, essentially, just just to be abandoned in the underground. And, um, you know, the for generations, the tethered were trapped beneath the surface, doing nothing, mimicking the actions of their counterparts above until Red, um, you know, essentially plans to organize the escape. And this is when we see kind of this, like, total biblical show off between red and adelaide um and adelaide you know eventually manages to kill red sorry guys big spoiler alert um so the family reunites we drive away and essentially at this point adelaide has this flashback and it kind of brings the whole plot together all these little cue points you know essentially that she is in fact the clone she met red 
you know, in the funhouse, um, and she's the one who knocked out what we thought to be red, the original Adelaide, dragged her down to the basement, left her there and joined the surface world. This is why she couldn't talk. You know, the um, the tethered do not know how to speak, so it wasn't PTSD. It's her just trying to figure everything out. And then on top of that, she gained confidence through her ability to dance. Um, and we see that very, you know, important, very iconic dance scene. Because at this same point, when Adelaide on the surface is gains her confidence dancing, so does Adelaide below. And essentially, this is when their plan for the future would kind of fall into play. You know, the Tethered realized there's something special about this girl and the Adelaide above, um, well, you know, she just would live her normal life. Kind of leaves us though with a lot of very deep um, philosophical thoughts. I mean, who truly is the worst one, the clone or the true person? Um, you know, and essentially, just fear in 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 of the uh, the unknown and and things like that, and that's why I love Jordan Peele. So essentially, you know, we discover Adelaide's not who we thought she was, and poor Jason is sits there nervously staring at his own mother, and nothing said. We don't know what was said, if anything, and um, essentially, you know, we're left just wondering: Did Red tell Jason? Did you not? So really iconic, really great, great film, and. You know, we wrap up seeing that the Tethered have, in fact, joined hands across Amer all across America. And it just ends with this really horrible idea of all of them just blended through the hills and, you know, military-esque combat going on in the background. <clears throat> so the cast nailed it. Got to give credit um, Lupita Nungo um, as Adelaide Wilson and as well as Red playing her double. She is, deserves a freaking Oscar for this movie. Um, it just her voice, her mannerisms, her running, everything. It was just so creepy, so eerie. Just got under your skin and I just absolutely loved it. Um, everybody else, you know, Gabe, uh, uh, Joseph, um, Jason, Pluto, Kitty, Josh, you all brought a very unique um, portrayal to this film, and I definitely, definitely enjoy it more because of that. Um, and it's, uh, you know, you just, you can tell great cast, great rating, essentially comes out with a really great picture. So um, basically, after being dismayed by the general con genre confusion of Get Out, Peel opted to make Us a full-on horror film, which was described by Rolling Stone as a spill your soda scary basically in comparison to Get Out. Um, and essentially he said that this was an inspiration um, for us was the Twilight Zone episode of Mirror, Im Mirror Image that was centered on a young woman who had an evil doppelganger. So um, principal photography began uh, July 30th, 2018 in California, um, you know, with the Santa Cruz beach walk, uh, most of the films being shot in Los Angeles um, and the main house being from Pasadena. Now, um, I can't imagine how much that would cost. But anyways, um, you know, the team would spend about six weeks there, wrapping up October 8, 2018. Um, and the visual effects would be provided by Industrial Light and Magic. And uh, essentially, yeah, all wrapped together um, with Michael Abel's, who was our soundtrack uh, provider, uh, you know, who scored Peel's Get Out. And again, to create a wicked score for us. Um, so... Like I said, interpretations. Uh, this film's got a few of them. Make it what you will, but um, you know, a few critics that I kind of discovered were reading that they 
feel that this is what the film's about. You know, the tethered relate to the urban legends, um, the xenophobic paranoia about the other, um, you know, basically talking about the uh, fil- uh, the novel The Time Machine, H.G. Wells, 1895. And there's reference to a lot um, throughout the film, and you'll see it pop up, of Jeremiah 1111. So 1111's the only, of course, double repeating, or well, I should say quadruple repeating number of the same digit uh, within the Bible, as well as, um, you know, essentially what this quote is. So, therefore, thus face the Lord, behold, I will bring evil upon them, which they shall not be able to escape. And though they shall cry unto me, I will not un- hearken unto them. So, um, essentially, some critics comment on this context. You know, Jeremiah was a prophet, um, warning Jerusalem if facing destruction due to false idols. Um, and essentially, you know, the film's characters decided to worship the wrong things. Um, you know, and essentially such as Ophelia, that damn, that's it, Ophelia, the damn computer program, that's their Alexa. Um, so, you know, essentially that's kind of what this is saying that, you know, our dependency could fail us on, on some things. Um, <clears throat> Marketing wise, I don't think they had to do much more than say it's Jordan Peele's movie. After seeing Get Out, the guy, you know, pretty much has developed a name for himself. People are going to be looking for his films um, and he's creating essentially his own little universe. So you don't really have to do much, I feel like. Drop a trailer, put Jordan Peele's name on it. People are going to line up. People are going to want to see this movie. Um, so, and it would premiere March 8, 2019 and essentially be released for the world March 22nd. And if you haven't seen it, go out and do so now. If my podcast hasn't spoiled it for you or, you know, basically, you know, it, hopefully it's inspired you to to want to see it again. So money-wise, this film seems to be doing fairly well. Um, essentially, you know, made... Just about seventy point three million in the U.S., Canada. It's opening weekend, so that's pretty insane. That was March twenty fourth, and in comparison to watching or in comparison to Get Out, which was only thirty three point seven, pretty big deal. So, um, review wise, this is probably one of the higher ratings I've seen on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Ninety four percent, seven point nine five out of ten. I mean, it's pretty much critically, the critics love it. Fan wise, it's up to you. I mean, there's a couple plot holes here that I'm going to talk about here right now as we're wrapping up um, that essentially could kind of ruin it for you. So, first one that I got to say right off the bat if you move, is your doppelganger coming with you? Because that was the one thing I was like, eh, I don't know, does that make sense? That doesn't quite make sense. Um, you know, essentially, there was a couple few plot holes that way, but if you kind of just close your mind off to those and just focus on the fact of what this film's trying to tell you about race, fear of others, fear of uh, just general, you know, I don't want to say the unknown, but just general fear of another person. Um, You know, if you try to focus on that, this film is spectacular. It's wonderful. But if you try to focus too much on the plot and just the technicalities, it does fall apart. Um, And I just, you know, it's hard to do in horror. You're kind of creating this fictitious evil. um, And it's hard to basically have science to pack that up. You know, it's, it's a tough thing to do. But essentially backbone wise this is one hell of a story and if jordan peele is creating one um you know universe i really look forward to some sort of prequel i want to know something about this like 
you know, doppelganger program. I want to see his evil scientist, all of that. I think, just think it sounds so cool. So, um, you know, wrapping up here, guys, like I probably said a billion times over this podcast, I fucking loved this movie. Um, you know, essentially this film focuses so much on the idea that the marginalized um, people among us are something to fear. You know, in this film, essentially the clones are these marginalized individuals that they're inferior and realistically, and even the clones see it in the film, we make up all of the U S we are U S United States citizens and therefore they make up the United States. And if you look at this as like a global, um, meaning, you know, we make, we make up the earth. We are people. We are one in the same. And that's kind of what essentially I took from, from what this film was trying to say. Um, focusing again on the whole Jeremiah, you know, we, we see the family, the white family, our lovely Tyler's worshiping technology like it is none other. And they are swiftly murdered. Swiftly. I won't put that out. Um, so guys, you know, Let's remember to pull ourselves away from our phones every once in a while. Not away from my podcast um, and my dad. But, um, you know, just to basically savor in those few moments of family, nature, anything that's real. You know, grasp it. Enjoy it. It's, you know, it's something that can't be taken for granted. Um, and, of course, it, wrapping up this film, you know, it's basically, it's it's all about duality. I mean, that's why we're, we're right down to the scissors it's, you know, it's, it's a focus on, um, a consideration of, as I've said, the fear of others. And at the same time, we have to look upon ourselves. Who is truly the one to fear the other or us? I mean, who's the evil one, Adelaide or red? And I'm still left wondering that. And, and that's, you know, basically what speaks to how wonderful a film this is. So guys, thank you all for listening. Um, putting up with my annoying voice. I greatly, wonderfully appreciate each and every single one of you. Um, I just want to say, if you appreciate me, feel free to, of course, leave a review on iTunes. Um, you know, it just kind of validates everything that I do. Validates, that's not even a word, validates everything that I do. Um, and just, you know, kind of makes me feel like I'm a real person. Um, as well, you know, feel free to drop me a line on Instagram, Twitter. I love to hear from you. It, it just, again, you know, love to hear from real people. It's just so much fun. And uh, as always, guys, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, keep calm, stay creepy. <laughs>